Okay, hello, welcome to Sack King's Therapy, episode 168. Uh, we are coming to you directly after the Nuggets game um, in Golden One Center, where the Kings lose 128 and 110. Um, with me to go over the game as usual. Actually, is this, is this your return um, to actually going over a game? Yeah, it's been, I would say, yeah, it's been quite a while. I think it's like a week and a half now. Yeah, well, as you can hear, he is back. Fong is here to once again review King's Games because he has managed to find the time in his very busy schedule to come do one of these. Um, so um, before we get into it, we, we would like to uh, express solidarity with uh, Alex Len and the Ukrainian um, government and, you know, condemn the Russia attacks. Hopefully we don't, you know, suffer the consequences some way for doing this. But, you know, uh, yeah, we stand, we stand with Ukraine. War is terrible and honestly bullshit for the most part. Um, so, yeah, we condemn the actions of the Russia government and Mr. Putin himself. Yeah, let's hope for a better future and things to hopefully not go as bad as it seems. But yeah, let's just hope nothing major happens. So just be careful next time you um, go outside and there may be a KGB member waiting for you. Um, we we hopefully that will not be the case. We are not. Uh, you know, we're not, not to self-deprecate too much. We are not, bi- we are not, you know, big fries or big shrimp. What was the, you know what? I, I, I've, lost, I, I've lost it. Okay, let, let's just move on. Let's move on to basketball. Okay. All right. So th- this game, like it was a very good game to me. Um, just offense versus offense. Like Jokic versus Sabonis was a very fun battle. And, you, you know, Sabonis brought it this game. He brought it to Jokic. Unfortunately, the rest of the team just didn't, like, you know, come, didn't, didn't come along with him, is how I saw this game. Yeah. There was a couple guys that, you know, were on their way, uh, you know, helping Sabonis. But yeah, pretty much our bench and, uh, couple of our starters uh, weren't able to uh, contribute as well as we should have but you know it was a tight fought game um, mostly the first quarter was pretty much our downfall fourth quarter as well in a way but we fought our best to be honest yeah like in the f- the first quarter the we got out score 35 to 25 and then the fourth quarter we got out score 36 23 and the second quarter, we outscored the Nuggets 33 to 28. It was a very competitive quarter. We pulled it within five, but there were so many moments where the Kings could have actually taken the lead, but just were not able to get over that hump. And they never actually got that chance because they never led in this game. And then in the third quarter, things were looking really dire. They were down 14 at one point, and they come, you know, they come rushing back oh god my wards are getting tangled but basically they made a huge comeback to make it a five-point game at the end of the quarter again but they ultimately just fall apart in the fourth when they just couldn't get enough buckets to go down and just yeah you, you have to first point to the defense like the defense in the first quarter how they got how they got to a 10-point deficit they just gave up easy transition baskets to guys like will barton and uh you know and monte morris and those guys it was just 
something was just very sloppy about the way they played. And it's becoming a theme where, you know, they start out slow, like they turn the ball over for no reason, and they let the other team get easy baskets to get going. And Will Barton took full advantage of that. Yeah, and also, I mean, there's also Jokic out there. Jokic is such a beast where he's, you know, scoring for himself or, you know, passing it to the open man because there was a lot of open mans, a lot of cutters that we can, you know, predict. And, uh, yeah, they just got very easy buckets. And let's see, well, is their free points? They have 15 for 35 in threes, which, yeah, it felt a lot more, but... Yeah, definitely played a huge part in uh, the Denver win today. Yeah, and then you look on the other side, like the Kings didn't make a lot of threes, nine nine for twenty nine, and they make they just couldn't really like get like they just couldn't get their outside shots to fall. And then you know you have the defensive issues, but ultimately for the most part, you know the most of the game was pretty good. Like you know they i felt like they're finally starting to build something on offense like there were you know there were some moments where it looked kind of ugly but sabonis the sabonis passing it looks like it's finally starting to kind of materialize slowly there were a lot of moments where like you know they pass the ball to him and the guy immediately cuts for an open layup like it, it's starting to build to something and you know we'll i guess we'll just have to wait to see what it turns into but i'm optimistic on that end but again, I don't know how they're going to fix the defensive issues because, like, it's a team-wide thing. And unfortunately, it always just sticks out to me when De'Aaron, when De'Aaron's man scores. Like, he, his man just always seems to have an easy time getting to the rim and just, you know, to having their way, getting wherever the hell they want. And, like, now this game, he didn't have a particularly bad game, but he did disappear for stretches and had some, again, sloppy turnovers. And, you know, if he's not doing well on, on offense, he needs to turn it up on defense. And, like, there's no reason for him to be as bad as he is sometimes. Yeah, which hopefully that will improve for next season. But, I mean, who came? It's already been this long. So it's just more of a, I gotta say this word again, we hope that he uh, improves in that end. Yeah, and it's going to get late real soon if they're going to want to make the play-in because, like, granted, like, this this game, like, you could have marked it as a loss. And Denver is a good team despite not having uh, Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr. Lord knows when they're going to come back. But, like, they still have the MVP. You mentioned he had just – he was dominant despite, oh, quote-unquote, only scoring 25 points. It felt like he had 50 like every every time he touched the ball if something good happened and then of course you had to add in the nine assists and 12 rebounds it just felt like he slept walk to that like he was just that dominant and then the rest of the team again you can't let guys like will barton get such easy looks like again for whatever reason like there were so many moments in the first half where like they, the kings would score and for no reason give up a, a basket to will barton right away like those are kind of, like you can complain about the defensive communication and all that stuff those are the kinds of stuff you just can't have like why are why are there no guys back why is he getting an open layup you got to communicate you got to form a wall and you got to stop those kinds of easy baskets yeah and sadly of course we didn't get to that but yeah definitely will barn was our king's killer uh for this game uh i really thought it was gonna be jeff green but he was pretty terrible but other than that yeah will barn man 
he's been uh, playing well against us ever since, to be honest. Yeah, and you kind of cursed Jeff Green. And, like, yeah, he did not have a lot of love this game. He only had two fouls. I felt like he had way more. But, yeah, he did not have a good game. But all that goodwill, all that evil energy transferred to Will Barton, and he took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, just, like, I'm looking at the box score. Their bench did not do well. Austin Rivers, that little prick, was the only one that had a plus-minus, like, you know, or, or a positive plus minus but other than that like the kings actually did pretty well like with their bench unit and just them coming in and give energy but oh, then yeah. you but then you just have to always like point to like this has been all the way back to when bogey was here and luke Wong's first year why does the team always start out so slow sometimes i don't get why and the constant you know it's been De'Aaron, like the De- De'Aaron takes some time to get going. He's a guy, he's not a guy that's aggressive all the time. And, you know, in this game, he faded, he faded in the fourth quarter until like he started coming, started kind of coming alive after the game, after like the game was, you know, 20, a 20 point deficit. Like what's going on? Like you just can't, he's got to be more aggressive, but at this point, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And then like you have Harrison Barnes, who, you know, is another really good player who's just not aggressive and not selfish enough to start these games. Like somebody's got to do it. And Sabonis tries to set them up, but it just didn't work out. Like they got to fix their issues with the starters. Like the starters, I think have an overall positive net rating, but then like these slow starts kind of doom you because now you're fighting from behind. You have to waste all this energy coming back. And like the bench unit has to, for whatever reason, give you guys energy and whenever you're talking about oh we need more energy like from players like you're you've already lost that <sighs> yeah but from this game i kind of wish that darren uh, drew a little more fouls i mean he only had uh two free throws this game and i felt like he should have had a little more um didn't feel like he was drawing uh that well against uh Denver, but under that, yeah, DeMontis uh, for this game definitely was uh, started off running the offense early in the first quarter, and sadly um, during the first quarter, uh, yeah, his pocket passes and most of his passes were deflected and sadly turned into lots of turnovers early on, which led to a lot of fast breaks, as we said uh, during this game, which of course yeah contributed to a very big deficit in the first so hopefully we figure out a way to uh come back uh stronger in the first and you know of course and stronger in the fourth and yeah i mentioned like you know they're starting to build chemistry there was still like like bar there was one possession where like the ball went to barnes and he just dropped it like on a cut i think those i think those moments will come but well again it's gonna get late real soon if you know the kings want to get into the play-in but ultimately like you know denver is a good team and Mm -hmm. you know this what this could have been marked as a loss i was hoping they would win this one but you know sometimes sometimes you just have games like this and you know you got to come back next game in denver and you got to come out strong in that one and try and take that game even though it's going to be really hard but this is the position you put yourself in so that's just how it's going to work um other than that um i mean we got to shout out sabonis had an amazing game 33 14 and 6 and was basically the only guy that like really played well De'Aaron had 20 points but it didn't feel an impactful 20 points like he tried he tried to carry this team to the victory but unfortunately like 
you know, he went to the bench. He like he was there were runs that he sparked, but unfortunately he can't play all 48 minutes. So like he had to sit and the offense does kind of take a take a bit of a nosedive in terms of movement and shot quality when he goes to the bench. So, you know, they'll the Kings have to figure out how to run offense without him, too. And again, it's going to get late real soon. They better figure it out soon. Yeah, we were definitely also trying to play some different uh, lineups out there as well. Uh, we, I don't know if uh, Trey Wiles played any uh, major miss, like uh, that's not trash <laughs> time. Uh, but yeah, we gave Trey Wiles some minutes, but yeah, I mean, nothing produced other than uh, four rebounds. But uh, we'll see how our bench runs because it seems like defensively, we, we got it down in a way. But our offense for our bench needs to find some way for it to work. I think the bench is fine for the most part. Like they bring a lot of defensive energy. But like again, as I mentioned, they, they need the starters need to figure out how to come out stronger and set the tone mm-hmm. and not have to again rely on the bench for energy. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, we need to we need to get rid of that, get rid of that word. Like this team needs energy. Bitch, you getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball find your own energy <laughs> motherfucker and so yeah it's uh you we'll want to see how this goes um yeah um other than that i honestly don't know what else i can really say about this like you know it, i i mean i've been reading james ham and he even he's been talking about like it doesn't like you would prefer to make the play in and i would prefer to make the play in too but it's not the worst thing if you don't make the play in but if you fight in these games and you built a culture and i want to see by the end of the season those pocket passes they start connecting they you know the offense starts to hum and they're building towards something mm-hmm. so far it looks like they they it looks like baby steps right now but again you don't have that many more games this season so again it's gonna get late real soon yeah i guess we shall see okay well, that's all we have for the game. We'll quickly just transition to some extra topics that I thought were interesting uh, over um, just like between the All-Star weekend and the and these past few days. A, a bit of a king, a bit of a around the realm segment, if you will. So first thing uh, I want to quickly talk about. Um, so I, I doubt you've read anything about this, but Adam Silver basically made comments about um, basically never allowing media back into the locker room. So the question I want to ask you, since you don't, I assume you don't follow this, right? No, I have not. So, you know, from just a, let's call you a filthy casuals perspective. From a casuals perspective, do you think the, do you think media should be allowed in the locker rooms? Uh, That's, that's a tough call because uh, we were, you mentioned it uh, during the, uh, game uh about uh about you know pretty david much stern yeah david stern and uh the first thing that came to mind is and you have also mentioned this is the demarcus uh blowout against uh both media and also on uh george carl so mm, in a way it's hard to say i i i understand uh you know we gotta respect players privacy and I feel like, I guess I would want to say is that uh, players should be given a choice if uh, whether or not media should be able to come in or not. 
So from what I've like kind of gathered, and I mean, granted, it's kind of a, a bit of a biased um, perspective because it's the media people saying this, but media people have said like players kind of players for the most part don't mind the uh, media in the locker room. In fact, some of them even like them in the locker room because sometimes they just want to talk to media members and honestly, you know, I don't want to say use them as pawns, but like they try to, you know, create their narrative through the writers in a way and like if for the writers it's actually a very beneficial thing because you get to talk to like the players in person and you know instead of like the cookie cutter press conference answers like you actually get to talk to these players one-on-one -on -one and you get and you get a more personable experience you know you get they get to know these players they get to you know like get a better feel for the situation around the locker room and you know it, it's a lot it's a much better experience for the media members and you know i of course i've been i've been reading a, a lot of stories and i'm of course i'm on the uh i'm on the media side for this one but i do understand the concerns to a certain degree of mm. just you know covid like COVID concerns and uh, you know maybe some players just do want privacy but like do you think you know I guess so the the, the what kind of set the media Twitter off was basically Adam Silver implying that there are there are a lot of creeps um in the media that just go into the locker room just stare at players apparently so that's kind of oh. what set them off and but basically a lot of media members kind of dunked on Silver for that and <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess my question to you after all that, like, do you think like, do you, do you think like media will ever be let back in the locker room? Uh, if you were I, just to say yes or no. I would say probably not at this point. I mean, Adam Silver seems pretty stern <laughs> about... Uh, that was not, not funny at all. I, yeah. take, take that joke back. <laughs> okay. Shame yourself. Uh, yeah, he's pretty, you know, uh, I don't even know another word for it, but yeah, he, he's pretty uh, set of uh, not allowing media members in the locker room. But, you know, other than that, I mean, they're still allowed to interview players during, you know, the Pulse game, uh, I guess, press conference or however you call it. Mm -hmm, yeah. So, uh, uh, man, yeah, I guess you'll lose that kind of sort of relationship between media and players uh, in sort of a way. But I feel like they're, I feel like they're, uh, for certain media members, of course, uh, they'll get more chances elsewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this situation plays out. Um, I'll, I mean, like, I honestly I didn't I didn't used to really read that much before the pandemic so I honestly don't know what the what the experience is like and mm -hmm. like the quality of a lot of the content at least a lot of the content I read nowadays I feel are pretty good um but you know I don't really have a stance on this like and because like you know I again I spend a lot of time reading from King's media members and national media members so like my perspective is for the most part biased like for the media members but you know I I don't have a I don't have a horse in the race so I honestly don't know what to say but you know whatever makes it easier for the media members and you know if the players are okay with them coming to the locker room then cool let them in mm -hmm. yeah where's choice 
Okay, the next thing I want to quickly talk about the Zion situation. So, um, you know, the Pelicans traded for CJ McCollum uh, before the trade deadline. And CJ McCollum, I believe it was over All-Star Weekend, basically said that he had not talked to Zion yet. Or specifically that Zion hasn't like c- reached out to him and just say, hey, dude, congratulations on coming to this team. T- something like that. Basically introducing himself, essentially. Mm-hmm. And JJ Redick went on a first take and basically kind of lambasted Zion and say, there is a level of responsibility as a teammate that that Zion is not even doing the bare minimum of and that he's been a very detached teammate and it's been like this ever since he got in New Orleans. So my question to you is, is this a concern um, that, that he hasn't talked to CJ and that he doesn't seem invest, invested in the Pelicans? And the second part of the question is, do you think do you think he's still do you think he's on the Pelicans by the end of the season? Yeah, I feel like that should be concerning in my opinion, because I mean it's it's your new teammate. It's, you know, a piece that you could potentially, you know, go further into the playoffs with. Uh, especially in CJ McCollum. And uh sorry, what was your second question again? My second question is does he still play is he gonna play another game mm. for the Pelicans? Is he going to be specifically? Is he going to be on the team by the end by next season by oh, training camp next season? I feel I know. I mean, we. I mean, there hasn't been much news about him like coming back. I mean, he doesn't look in shape at all, uh, and you know, however x amount of uh, you know days he's been out of playing basketball. I mean, who knows what he's? I mean, he's not really invested at all i don't think so i was hoping for you to say yes he would be on the team and then i was going to hit you with this hammer so the pelicans they released an email basically to, uh to they that they sent to fans to buy the season tickets and in in the email they mentioned brandon ingram they mentioned Jonas valanciunas and they mentioned cj mccollum however zion is nowhere to be found on that email Oh man! <laughs> yeah, things aren't things aren't looking good um, for Zion. I mean, granted, like I want to see him turn down the supermax extension. I want to see him see him look <laughs> David Griffin in the eyes, who's gonna say, "I'm gonna give you two hundred million dollars," and him say, "No." I really want to see that. Put your money. Would- put your like legitimately. Put your money where your mouth is, Zion. I want to see that. That would be pretty crazy because supermax is how much now i mean it's it's a well, crazy it's, not even, it's actually not the supermax it's the supermax rookie um extension uh yeah but it's still one luca has yeah but it's still a crazy amount it's oh man yeah i could i actually could see it happening to be honest and after that i mean where else is he gonna go? I mean, what condition is he? But him leaving or him getting or him it, signing the supermax? Him leaving. But I mean, there's one place. What's the one place? They, New they're, York. They're thirsting. Yeah, they're thirsting for <laughs> some. For you know, some. I mean, they hate Julius Randall right now. Like, I, I don't, I don't, th- yeah, I don't think I've talked to you about this, but I mentioned it in the latest episode. Is I looked at Julius Randall 
And this, uh-huh. and you know, a lot of people complain about De'Aaron Fox. He doesn't show emotion. Like, why is he the ang? Why isn't he? Why isn't he angry after a, a loss? Why is he like you know, punch a punch a door, punch a laptop? Well, Julius Randle does all that shit, and they're still fucking losing. And guess what? New York fans fucking hate his guts right now. So like what? So like that's why I hate the body language police and just people who say like you know emotion. Like how how like they get annoyed when players don't show emotion. Well, that's what you get, and it's not any prettier. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yes, they are trying to get. They're probably trying to get rid of Julius Randle. He just doesn't seem to. You know, he's been pouting a lot. He's definitely a guy that's honestly not worth the extension that they signed. You know, it's 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 an ugly situation. But and like they need to open up minutes for Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin is like playing twelve minutes a night, and the guy is terrific. So it, it's not a pretty situation. I'm glad that the Kings did not actually try to get Julius Randle because, like, talk about a lateral move. But you know that that yeah, um, yeah. He's probably gonna he's gonna try and probably get to New York. And yeah, I, I don't I don't know like if this is I don't know how how this is gonna end. I, I hope he just comes back on the court because my God, like he's not had a great time in the NBA so far. No, yeah, plagued with injuries, and I mean, when he is on the court, I mean, he looks pretty great. But other than historically that, historically good, like yeah, no joke. But other than that, it's like, how long has he been out? I mean, it, it's been it, this is probably the longest he's been out yet, right? Basically, he's been out for the entire year. Yeah, and it's like a mysteriously broken foot. And if you're wondering why, like, he hasn't talked to CJ, he's been rehabbing away from the team. That's a great fucking sign, isn't it? Oh, okay. No text, no email. No uh, we tweet. don't know about we don't know about that. But like the fact that you're rehabbing away from the team, and to give you a little perspective, like last year, like Marvin Bagley was rehabbing away from the team, and the reason uh, why he was doing that is because him and him or his agent and the Kings came to an agreement. We're gonna try and trade. We're gonna try and trade you. So just stay in Arizona, and you know, hopefully, we'll find another team for you. Um, lo and behold, they did not find another team for him, and then they awkwardly told him to come back. <laughs> uh, I see. Jeez. So yeah, there's that, and yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think this ends well for the Pelicans, and. Boy, just the fall from grace from David Griffin. The guy, everyone was just singing David David Griffin's praises when he first like came to the job. Oh, he he got a he got a, a you know a king's ransom for AD. Oh, look at all those draft picks. Look how he was able to get rid of Solomon Hill with the fourth pick instead of you know just taking DeAndre Hunter. Um, yeah, he talk about a fall from grace, and then you have the reports of him being a fucking asshole. Like, man, it's been bad. Yeah. Well, we're not a Pelicans podcast, so I hope for the best for the Pelicans organization. And, man, yeah. I want to do a Pelicans quiz show soon now that you said that. We'll, yeah, we'll see about that. But that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely why zero, zero for what, 12 or whatever, however many points. Well, I will make it less uh, less numbers uh, heavy. I'll just make I'll make it a, a bit more variety, a little bit more variety in the questioning. Anyways, uh, last thing I want to talk about: New York is apparently going to slowly phase out the vaccine mandate. Now, why do we care about this? Uh, well, the reason why I care about this specifically 
it could possibly mean that Kyrie Irving could play home games. Oh boy. So are you comfortable now saying that he has won? I mean, if New, if the whole state of New York is saying that, then yeah, he pretty much has, has won. But other than that, other states are, or, or I don't know, like other states, um, covered walls be, uh, besides uh, California itself. But uh, yeah, I mean, shoot, he's 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 ready to play for you know every single home game and away games now. And that includes the playoffs, which uh, now it's going to be scary once uh, Katie's back. And I mean, I don't know what uh, what Ben Simmons uh, doing right now. Ramping up is apparently, <laughs> yeah. So, not, so I don't, I don't know what the hell's with Ben Simmons. Although I will say, yes, they are very dangerous. And you know, do, do you pick them to win the West if oh. if all three are healthy? Wait, the West or East? No, the East. My bad, the East. Oh. Uh, all three healthy? I'd say so. So I actually hesitate to say so because Milwaukee is pretty nasty. Like mm-hmm. they've been weirdly slept on despite being the defending champs. Uh, like, I mean, granted, I think they have guys to, to take on Giannis. Like they have KD, they have, uh, they have Simmons, but then yet you run into the issue of like Chris Middleton and, you know, like the the shooting that they got like the insane amount of shooting none of those guys are remotely good defenders like uh seth curry not a good defender patty Mills, yeah. not a good defender joe harris lord knows what's going on with him they just got to go on dragic let's see let's see what that does i doubt yeah. much but <laughs> like it's a lot of offense but in the playoffs offense can rule the day <laughs> they really can and like you know as much as i can as you know as much as we shit on Kyrie. And all the all the random garbage that he's been involved in, brilliant basketball player, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's he. I think he can. I think he can absolutely light up in the playoffs, and he has before. And you know, KD is fucking amazing at scoring the basketball too. So like, and then you have you know Simmons just do his thing. He doesn't need to take any shots. Like he he can just chill and just play and just play uh, defense. So like. I think this could work. Hmm. Well, I guess we shall see because let's see who's in the first. Oh, well, Chicago's up by half a game. I mean, Bruce, Bruce is going to get eaten alive. Oh, hmm. well, yeah. I just, and if like Lonzo, and I don't know what the hell is happening with Lonzo, Lonzo and Caruso can't come back. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's barbecue chicken. It's barbecue chicken alert for that defense. Granted, DeMar. <laughs> I will say this: Demar is a, has been amazing. He's been great. He deserve he deservedly is, should be in the MVP conversation. Look, the, the Toronto run that he had his last year in Toronto, that team was amazing. They were the first seed. Demar was Demar wasn't as good as he is now, but they were dominating. And then they ran into LeBron James, and LeBron James ate just owned them punk the city of Toronto to the point where they were about to name the city of Toronto Lebronto. <laughs> and the, the reason why I'm saying this is because DeMar DeRozan was fucking terrible in the playoffs. I want to see if this is real. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see for that, but uh, they're so far they're really not my favorites. 
Definitely. Especially if they don't get those guys back, like Lonzo and Caruso. Because again, Vooch gets eaten alive in the play. Granted, he's only been in like one series every year. So it's not like <laughs> there's that big of a sample size, but he is a guy that is traditionally just constantly get barbecued chicken in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and if you're wondering, no, I'm not a fan of Philly. I'm, I just am not. Maybe it's just because like I've just dealt with so much people. Well, not just like some people, like just constantly talk about James Harden and how good he is. I don't think the MB fit is there. I don't, I'm not sure MB is going to be healthy. I'm not sure if Harden, Harden is going to be healthy. And I don't think those two fit together. So that's just how I see it. Let's see. Did they play today? I, I, I was trying to look for uh, games. I do, I do not think so. Hmm. Yeah, I was trying to look for games where uh, major trades have uh, gone down for their respective teams. And so far, let's see. They play tomorrow. Let's see. Brooklyn played today, but no, of course, no Ben Simmons. And, you know, Kyrie's not there and Katie wasn't there. So, but uh, oh, yeah. Marvin Bagley played uh, today in Detroit. Yeah, they actually they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers despite you know giving up all the threes to um, to Cleveland to win that game or to tie that game. But hey, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, granted, like congratulations to Marvin. He it looks like they're it looks like he's a lot more happy. He's they're actually like letting him just play and just not worrying so much about his mistake. They're running plays for him. And one of the things I was always confused about, like I mentioned to you, like they don't run plays for Marvin. They ran this one lob play for Metu at like once or twice a game. And I've always wondered why they don't do that for Marvin. And it was always just bizarre. And, you know, probably is just a fresh air, fresh a breath of fresh air for him to just like an organization that feels a little bit more invested in him than the Sacramento Kings have in the past few years. You know, good good for him. I'm, I'm glad he's able to find some success. He had a beautiful lob dunk to uh, from Cade in the uh, in the in the Detroit Cleveland game. So hopefully he finds success. We really do wish him the best. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, well that's all I have on my docket. Anything else you want to quickly talk about before we end this podcast? Nope. Uh, not that I could think of, but you know, our next game will be on Saturday against Denver again in Denver, correct? Yeah, uh, at 6 p.m. So, unfortunately, I think both of us will miss that game because both of us have bad uh, for unfortunate scheduling conflicts. So, uh, we'll see how we're gonna cover that game. And yeah, as we'll yeah, we'll have to see if we can even come out with a podcast specifically for that. We might have to actually save it for the next game after that because of the scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll most likely see you guys on Monday, uh, which we're going against. And I just if there's the out. thunder, um, is I believe is an OKC since it starts at five. Yeah, it's in the Paycom Center. That's oh, what it's gosh. called. That was Chesapeake Arena, but whatever. Maybe they got bought out or something during COVID. Tickets as low as two dollars. Well, I mean, how much is a flight to uh, OKC? I'm, I'm not going to OKC. I hear it's a very inconvenient spot for an arena too. Yeah, hmm. uh, I mean, Uber probably wouldn't cost that much from. Uh... Low bitch, if you want to pay, sure, we can go. I'm, I'm not paying. <laughs> I've been spending way too much money lately. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to save. I'm trying to save some money. 
well i guess that's it for this podcast uh a end quotes for you uh that no nothing else um uh, elden ring just got released i have not had a chance to play it unfortunately because of this game i still won't be able to play it today maybe i'll play a little bit tomorrow i'll i'll let you, i'll come back and let you guys know how that goes you are playing witch queen for destiny 2 aren't you yeah so lots of grinding for both games so it's it's just a if you're talking about time management there's absolutely no uh, time for both of us to even relatively play enough for either game at this point and if you guys are wondering no that is not the reason why we're missing saturday's game we i actually had i actually have a movie to go to so but um yeah uh, i guess last i guess you know find someone who loves you as much as fong loves destiny because this man plays this until the until the sun comes up, until the sun goes down, he's always on destiny. Yeah, <laughs> not that much, I don't think. No, I know. I'm pretty. No, I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I've seen I've seen you online way too way too much um, <laughs> doing this. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not too much, but yeah. <laughs> look, look, Fong. The first road, the first step to recovery is to admit you got a problem but okay let's end, let's end the podcast there uh we'll hopefully see you guys on sat maybe sunday when we've done some sort of review um and try to put out an episode on the Denver nuggets if we can't uh we'll see you guys on monday instead um we'll do we'll definitely be reviewing the oklahoma city game but as it stands right now the kings lose uh to the denver nuggets and drop to 22 and 39 and farther and farther away from the play-in granted the trailblazers lost to the warriors so we are still three and a half games away from the 10 seed so we'll see how all that plays out oh yeah well i guess we'll see you guys later